Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is getting up to use the bathroom at the stadium. Excuse me? Excuse me? Oh, sorry. Excuse me? You mind if I just squeeze by here? This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. At Discount Tire, you can shop online and get the same trusted advice you get from the stores. Then just book a time that's convenient for you. When you get to the store, you can stay safe with a new touchless experience. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of Kaiju Curry House. I'm your host, Paul Williams, joined today by Joe. Howdy there. Alex. Hi there. And our guest, Jeremy Souls. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Jeremy. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. No problem. Um, I'm not sure if you've listened to our episodes uh, previously, but we always kickstart it with a, a question that is, is growing on Joe which is what have Kaiju been up to, where we're all taking turns to talk about what Kaiju-related things we've been up to since we last recorded. Um, so if you've got anything, you know, when we ask you, great. If not, don't worry about it. So we'll start off and I'll ask, Joe, what have Kaiju been up to? Right. Um, once again, I've been eyeing things that I shouldn't be buying. Um, Jeremy will be delighted to hear that I have been looking at the X-Plus gigantic Mechagodzilla 1974 because it's gorgeous um yes and uh i i will probably be purchasing that dependent upon when the allosaurus from x plus uh decides to drop i won't pressure you jeremy i won't pressure you when that comes but uh, (laughs) i have made a tokatsu related purchase i got a uh green ranger uh dragon dagger uh, coming my way oh, nice. because yeah, my little girl has discovered power Rangers and she wants to be a pink Ranger for next Halloween. So nice. oh. we're going to, we're going to do that together. Which Ranger will you be Joe? Tommy, the green Ranger, the best one. Yes, I agree. With of that. course. Wow. Okay. Cause, cause the dragon sword, my favorite part of like the dragon sword's entire career in that show is Tommy supposedly upgraded to become the white tiger ranger. Indeed. And there was an episode where there was a green ranger that came back with the dragon sword and the dragon sword fought the tiger sword and the dragon sword won. Nice. Which of made me <laughs> which made me very happy because green was my favorite color. <laughs> I, uh, These are the things that you know like younger Joe cared about. Um, I showed my son the Power Rangers movie for the first time this weekend. It's funny that you mentioned that too. Which which, which movie though? Are we talking old school? The first. The first. So it came out twenty five years with ago. Ivan Ooze. Yeah. Yes, and I remember seeing it in the movie theater. By the way, I do too. I do too. Yeah, me too. Well, Ivan Ooze was a great villain. He was legitimately fantastic. I'm glad that we've mentioned 
mention the Power Rangers movie because I was once uh, doing some supply teaching, Jeremy, in a school. And this pupil who would have been maybe no older than 12 said to me, oh, sir, I'm such a 90s kid. And I thought, hmm, um, there's a bit of an issue with that. But in, in my line of work, I try not to um, shoot people down too fast. And I kind of went, oh, um, why is that? Well, I've been watching this show called Pokemon. I was like, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and then they said, sir, are you a 90s kid? And I was like, right, okay, right, you know what? I'm going to destroy this, this guy's entire career. And I, I just said, right, I am so 90s that I went to see the Power Rangers movie at the cinema. And uh, that, that's kind of, for me, for me, the pinnacle of 90s memories. That and Saved by the Bell. Those are the two things that kind of, oh, yes. that kind of encapsulate <laughs> the, nice. ni- the 90s memory. Speaking of 90s, I was watching a uh, video saying that when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came to England, they had to change the name to Teenage Mutant Hero uh, Turtles. Do you do you remember this? I do remember Hero. that, yeah. They're called Hero They Hero. did that? Hero. Yeah, they changed to Hero. That's heresy! <laughs> do, do you know why that was, Jeremy? Is there some kind of clear business reason for that? I think they... I thought at the time that Ninja was too violent for kids, okay. so they turned it into Yeah, hero. that's what I remember hearing. Because I, I know it's not kaiju-related, but um, I heard that it was... Um, They're strange beasts. Yeah, I'll allow like, it. Because there was Harry yeah, Potter and the it. Philosopher's Stone, <laughs> Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. That was the difference between the US and the UK with the book titles. Oh, yeah, that actually confused me that. Day because if you go into alchemy, it's the Philosopher's Stone, historically. Yes. <laughs> correct um joe you can ask our guest so jeremy what have kaiju been up to oh man all kinds of stuff so one preparing for some conventions that are coming up this summer so i'm pretty excited about that uh, with my x plus job mm. um i recently um received the um wonder the wonder festival exclusive the uh, me and John Ruffin worked on the packaging uh, that came in the mail this week with a couple of other um, X Plus toys like a Baragon and a couple of Defer Reels, and I still need to um, get those out of the box. But yeah, I was very excited about the second packaging that I got to help work on. So for X Plus, so that was really cool to see printed again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one had my uh, name on it, which was really kind of surreal to me. And it was at the 65th anniversary Godzilla Day Godzilla store for uh, this last year. So. Well, congratulations! That's a special thing. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. cool. Like, I mean, we're, we're definitely going to come back to that because, like, in terms of what I've kind you been up to, that, that that's quite a lot, Jeremy. So, many congratulations on that. <laughs> um, thank you. Okay, uh, Paul, what have Kaiju been up to? Ah. Uh. Well, Alex, I'm glad you've asked. As um, since our last podcast, where I, I mentioned I was playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, hmm, and yes. um, <laughs> and what, who, who you I keep dragging this into our podcast, I, Paul. Yeah, hmm. I know, I know, but it's taken. I've now logged over sixty hours oh, in that game. And when you think I've got a job and a child, you know, it's <laughs> that's quite. Impressive. I was literally going to say, I'm sure your family um, are proud of you. Well done, yeah. <laughs> well, my son's really proud. he'd be more proud if I was winning on Fortnite but anyway um, there are four what I would class as kaiju in the game I can now mm-hmm. confirm since I've faced them all uh, so there's the Minotaur 
which I mentioned last time, and that's definitely a kaiju, isn't it, Minotaur? Yes. Nice. Yeah, that's that's definitely um, a kaiju. We're not stretching okay. that. Oh, do you hear no? that? Is that the sound uh, of you wish? Cyclops. <laughs> it might be, but I'm just going to try. And no, prove no, no. This keep, point. keep going. Oh, this is a safe space. Gone. Okay. Yeah. So we got Minotaur. We've got a Cyclops. We've got okay. Medusa. I will allow that. Medusa, Clash of the Titans. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're, getting, see, we're getting a little exactly. bit closer. Yeah, see? Yeah, see? Mm-hmm. So you can Progressing. see. <laughs> and um, a Sphinx, which I'm not really sure what that would come under, to be honest. What, the Sphinx? Sphinx, um, yeah. A fabulous beast. A, fabu- a fabulous beast, is it? I mean, that's. I mean, it, it's it's an amalgam of different creatures that can fly, and it's generally hazardous to your health. I mean, like that's just a stone's throw away from yeah. a dragon, isn't it? And we we have we have brought up that dragons are one of what the original what you could probably call a kaiju. I mean, Ghidorah is, as I've noted before, is dragon plus. So okay, so I think I've saved myself there. Then yeah, there we go. <laughs> However, if if we reference to an earlier episode where we were discussing specifically what makes a kaiju one of the things that we brought up was that it can't have previously been a human which kind of uh, as i understood it correctly that stops things like zombies becoming brought into kaiju it has to kind of have been the strange beast all along so surely medusa was a woman originally yes, a beautiful she was, woman yeah. and then she was effect- mm. she was effectively cursed by the gods out of jealousy and became the gorgon so does that not basically, you know, well, kill it dead in the water Just, is an idea that Medusa's... We're going to have to come up with bylaws. We're going to have to come up with bylaws. It, it could potentially. What about... Sorry, Jeremy, what was that? What about size? Because I, I feel like when I think of a kaiju, it's something that is bigger than normal. Okay, so I will, yeah, I I will flip that on its head because we had this conversation. So a Dorat or Pigmon <laughs> from Ultraman... <laughs> Or you know, like there, there's a few, there's a few, yeah, there's a few that. Well, that was in some child's imagination. I mean, but uh, you know, like he was riding in a pickup truck on Final Wars. He was riding in a pickup. Oh truck. yeah, that's right, that's right. That 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 really <laughs> awesome canon part of Godzilla lore. Yeah, the, our favorite. We, I mean, what I was going to say was. Surely that, that, that's why the Japanese have the distinction of daikaiju, you know, large, strange beast, as opposed to just kaiju. So, I mean, there's very okay. big monster movies, and then there's just monster movies, right? But when the majority of people think of kaiju movies, they are thinking kind of like Godzilla-sized, aren't yeah. they, rather than... I think so. Uh, Pigmon. Yes. Oh. I think, too, like, the the fact of being a beast, right? So what classifies a beast, technically, mm. right? It's a strange beast. Yeah, well, a, like, a boar is a beast. It's not a strange beast, because, you know, a boar is something that you might bump into, you might <laughs> you might see out in the wilderness. But, like, you're not going to go, oh, it's just a boar, it's absolutely fine. No, it's it's dangerous, <laughs> isn't it? You know, it, it, it's, it's threatening. <laughs> But I am, well, I'm not even slightly, I am definitely digressing. Um, Joe, why don't you ask me? Al, what have Kaiju been up to? Your delivery gets better every time. Thank you so much for asking. <laughs> this is just um, such a pun. It, no, it, it's lovely. <laughs> well, given the fact that Parasite has kind of taken a lot of the Oscars' attention, hasn't it? I thought that I would have a replay of The Host, directed by 
Bong Joon-ho, the director of Parasite, and I got far more out of watching The Host second time round, because I I watched it under Paul's recommendation, and the two friends that I saw it with, they were like, ah, this this is really good, and then occasionally when the tone can be a little bit peculiar with The Host, (laughs) the two friends that I watched it with were saying, ah, yeah, well, they they found their exact words were, it's it's too jarring, and their constant grumblings of, ah, I'm not really getting into this, I'm not really enjoying it, that that kind of killed the enjoyment the first time round. So the second time round, I watched it and was like, right, I know what I'm expecting. And then I went on to go and watch Parasite at the cinema. And that was a really, really nice experience because I know that Parasite's not a kaiju movie. Even Paul won't be able to find a way of stretching no, the definition of Parasite. It's, it's, but there's definitely commonalities in terms of the directing style, obviously, because it's the same director and that focus on family and the kind of the discordance between the different family members and that focus on just day to day conversations. So that, that was really enjoyable in the host. And then the monster itself, I, I, I got a lot out of that. I think it's a fantastic monster. I guess I wasn't even aware of this movie. Oh, check it out. Oh, it, really? No, that's really good. Yeah, mm. it's, it's different. Alex mentions that uh, sometimes like the humor or the lighthearted scenes can be a bit jarring, but I will counter that and say that Mm -hmm. it is a movie that is culturally different in a lot of ways. And, you know, you have to see it from the eyes of that culture. So Shin Godzilla is not just a Godzilla movie. It is also a satire of what happened at Fukushima. Mm. So there are different ways that you can view films. So if you watch it on your own and take it for what it is, you know, like, I think that's the best way to watch a film like that, especially one that is as, I guess, as, as culturally centered as the host Mm. is. So there we are. And that made me think like my two bits. It kind of makes me think like whenever anyone watches a movie, isn't it technically different for everybody? If you get in the philosophical portion of that, yeah. Absolutely. Exactly, yeah. Oh, yeah, we all have different views. So it's interesting that you mentioned that. It's a very sad movie, though. Makes me sad every time I watch it. But it's also an incredibly funny film. There are some genuinely hilarious moments. It's just that, I mean, without going into too much detail and spoiling it for Jeremy, it's just that I think the delivery of the humour is at times awkward. Um, And I think... As a result of that, I had to work quite hard with the host because it was a bit out of my comfort zone, but I got a lot out of it. So yeah, in terms of what I've kind of been up to, that and on my long trip down to London for a couple of days away, I got the National Express, which took me seven hours there and back. And that was a lot of Pokemon, let's go Pikachu time. (laughs) Yep. And there we go. Well, that's our introduction sorted. Jeremy, please tell us uh, about your line of work, because for our listeners, they might not know that much about X+, and they certainly might not know about Summit Kaiju International. So where would you like to start off? Yeah, so I guess to put it in short, uh, my line of work is toy toy production and toy collectible kaiju. So uh, most of my focus on my graphic design and the products that I post on our pages are Godzilla-related. Um, sometimes I'll post some of the Ultraman stuff, but a lot of where my interest and push for the market is the Godzilla toys here in America. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And what is your exact role, please? I am a project coordinator for X Plus, and I am mm-hmm. currently the founder and sole worker of the Summit Kaiju, so I have had help before, like during panels and things, but primarily it's mm-hmm. me doing work. And for people who are complete novices to this, um, what is Summit Kaiju International? So, in a nutshell, it is a work of my graphic designs. Um, a lot of them have a lot of Easter eggs hidden within them. Um, mm-hmm. I try to hide uh, meanings within the work that I do. Um, the titles kind of reflect that. And each and every one of my videos and uh, graphic designs have hidden elements inside of them. So I take a lot of time to think through the concepts and the mm. things that I'm trying to portray through it. Um, this has actually led to what I talked about um, previously with you guys, um, getting people outside in nature. So Kaiju in Nature, which is a hashtag that I started here in Colorado and is kind of developed into a uh, photography style for Kaiju in the outdoors. So people across the planet right now are using this hashtag. And it's uh, been a fun way for me to reach people beyond just myself and to get people doing things outdoors. And within that are the hidden meanings in the pictures that correlate with a lot of that outdoor activity. Okay, so you're tying in the outdoors, there's sort of the spiritual elements to that, and then centre to it, there's the hobby itself, isn't there? So there's there's lots of strands to the photography. Right, and part of that comes from uh, my own academic studies of Freemasonry and uh, being a Rosicrucian. Hmm. So that's where I tie in some of that information. Yes. Brilliant. And when did you first start your photography for Summit Kaiju International? 2015, so I... Um, Walked into a uh, a comic book shop down here in Denver and found a '62 Godzilla, and then I caught the bug since then and just kept going with it and mm-hmm. kept buying them. Um, like I mentioned last time, it was a toss up between an SH Monster and the X Plus, and I picked the X Plus for the size that I got for the price. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that day alone changed my life completely, which is kind of a fun and weird way to. Um, kind of look back at that because small decisions that we make in our lives can really affect us either good or bad. So it's good that we be mindful of the things that we do. It's kind of funny that you say that. So that was actually about the time that I got my first X plus and I got it from a comic book shop local, but in Denver you have kind of a special comic book shop. I'm wondering, is it, was it the big one or was it just the local? No, this one was a hero headquarters off of Sheridan Boulevard, which is right up against what I like to call the hood down here. Um, it's a kind of tucked away in a place where you wouldn't really expect it. Um, the big giant comic book shop that you're talking about. Um, I've actually never seen an X plus figure there. Mm. So they primarily just focus on tons and tons of comic books, which this thing is a giant warehouse of comic books. If, Anyone doesn't know. I've never nice. seen so many comic books ever. It is incredible. It's, it's bigger than a football field easily, isn't it? It's pretty big. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Wow. It is seriously just an enormous warehouse. And that's just, just with comics. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, like... Things, but, yeah, mainly comics. Just Cool. Wow. Hanging okay. on the walls. they got a lot of very old ones for sale. Obviously, hmm. um, that's not 
in my, uh, I guess, point of interest. So, like, for me, spending thousands and thousands of dollars on a comic book is just not my thing, but to each their own. Hmm. Um, Absolutely, and I, I think we're all following quite niche hobbies, aren't we? And where someone might not think twice about spending, you know, hundreds if not thousands on a comic. Similarly, people might look at us and think we're a bit peculiar that we're spending, you know, so many hundreds of dollars on our Godzilla figures, but then they're incredibly important to us. Which yes. brings me to my next question for possibly our, our newer listeners or our um, novices to the franchise. What is X Plus? So X Plus is a company out of Osaka, Japan, um, that produces uh, vinyl figures. So these are typically not super articulated figures. Um, they're, they're vinyl statues, so to speak. Um, we carry mm-hmm. a range of Dragon Ball Z. We have, obviously, you know, um, Godzilla, Ultraman, and uh, we're actually starting to branch out even further. Um, since we talked last, the Vampira came out, um, which... Yes, I've seen that. Yes, mm. which I um, thankfully had a part in. Um, we have the Ray Harryhausen stuff that you've seen. I, I don't know yes. if you guys saw it at Wonder Festival, but they were more. Yes, we did. Really, <laughs> he's like, yes, yes. There's more release. So um, <laughs> you're drip feeding me here, man. It's killing um, me. <laughs> last time I was asked to discuss if there's going to be more, and I couldn't say so. So your answer now has been uh, answered, or your question's been answered as far as like more toys that we revealed. So yeah. That's splendid. Well, that actually concludes the first part of our episode, so I think we've kicked off quite quite excellently. Thank you. Yeah, and I just... We'll take our first break. I just wanted to add oh. uh, one last point there, that we do have mm-hmm. a subsidiary in uh, Hong Kong, which takes care of uh, things like the legendary kaiju and some of these other toys, so j- just in case you guys right. are familiar with that. No, absolutely. Well, thank you for adding okay. that. Okay. Right, we'll take our first break, folks. Thank you. Hey everyone, this is Greg from Red Shirts and Runabouts. We're the resident Star Trek podcast as part of the Heroes Podcast Network group. If you love Star Trek and things science fiction, we're definitely the show for you. Join us as we talk about Star Trek Discovery, the new Picard show, and other ongoing content and new creations from the Star Trek universe. If you want to find us, search Red Shirts and Runabouts podcast on Apple and Google Play. And if you want to interact with us as a host, you can find us at Red Shirts Pod on Twitter. Hello and welcome back to Kaiju Curry House with our special guest, Jeremy Souls, and he is a member of the X Plus team. Um, whilst we were on our break, I brought up one of those fantastic questions that my strange mind comes up with. And Jeremy, I would like you to, please, if you could, uh, educate our listeners. Why is your why is the brand called X Plus and where did that come from? Yeah, so X Plus actually originally in the late 80s was a clothing company, and we still make clothes today. Um, the X Plus that you guys know um, is actually part of a department called Shonen Rick, which is the department that makes the kaiju toys and the things that you guys uh, love to collect. And what does Shonen Rick mean? You know, that that's a very good question. Actually, I do not have that answer. Uh, off the top of my head. Yeah, this is one of those fun things that you come across. So um, for our listeners who are interested, um, the kaiju toys that we're talking about, um, 
I would call them vinyl garage kits that come fantastically assembled and pre-painted. Um, a garage kit would be like an artistic kit that uh, you know folks used to make again in their garages. They had a lot of detail. They were known for that, and many of them were cast in vinyl, which made them cheap, easy to ship, and hard to break. You can get resin ones too. But what X Plus has done a fantastic job of is streamlining that process so that you don't have to hunt down the individual artists anymore. You can go to their brand, their site, and get a fabulously detailed and wonderfully painted uh, vinyl figure at a very reasonable price. So to give you an idea, a garage kit, a resin kit, as I used to collect and make, um, I have a Godzilla sitting up on my desk right now, and he was about $200, unassembled and unpainted. So he's fantastic in the sense that he has a lot of detail. He was sculpted by a known artist. But if you don't have the skills, mm. it becomes kind of a thing putting them together. So you don't want to spend all of that money and then have it look like a five-year-old put it together. So this is where X Plus came into my life. So I was putting together these resin kits, these garage kits, and I discovered a local comic book shop, the Varan uh, 30 centimeter figure back when um, they were being distributed in the United States quite readily. And it just does a fantastic job of just having that all done. But there are many, there are a couple different lines that X plus does. And as I understand it, we are expanding into more things, Jeremy. So could you please elaborate on the different sizes, the different lines and where we're going mm. with it? Yeah. So there is, and there are a lot of lines, so let me sort this through my head here. There's the. You want to start from the smallest and go to the biggest? Sure. So we have the um, Defo Reel, which I have one right here in my hands. It's the um, 1955 Godzilla Rick exclusive with the Technicolor painting. Um, these are small, affordable. They have a lot of details. And they they typically don't cost as much, so they're usually under a hundred bucks when you pre-order them. They're, they're really good for people that want to save space, and they're kind of cute too. So yeah, people love. Them. That's one for me. <laughs> yeah. So we've talked about these in the past on our podcasts. Um, I guess you could give them like a chibi feel. So when we think about the brand name Defo Real. What you could call them is Chibi, or I think I've heard of it before, Super Deformed, where they have an overly large head, which yeah. captures the expression or the personality of the character. And But yeah. what X Plus does so well is they keep that level of detail that you'd expect in larger figures for these. And they do capture the personality of whatever monster or I think that there are actually like uh, is it common writer characters? Uh, there's common writer. Um, the Defo Real lines actually expanded into our subsidiary Star Ace also, so they have like the Jason okay. Voorhees figures, um, some of the the nun Pennywise, Pennywise, which people yeah saw that yeah love. yeah I saw a Pennywise, uh, just a handful. So they also have a Defo Real line. Um, the way they classify their lines is a little bit different, and I can go into that later. Um, mm -hmm. Me, 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 but also you. 
The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man. That's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry. I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here's three great reasons to get the new Samsung Galaxy S21 5G at T-Mobile. One, it's free for both current and new customers when you trade in an eligible device. Two, T-Mobile's the leader in 5G coverage. So, three, you can unleash 5G speeds in more places with your new phone. Get the new Galaxy S21 free at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G coverage. Phone via 24-monthly bill credits plus tax. If you cancel credit, stop and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us. Qualifying credit and consumer plan required. See details at T-Mobile.com. Think about the defo reels. They're starting to evolve a little bit. Um, they're typically around the same size. Um, things like the Ghidorah are a little bit bigger, and we've started to include as extras with the defo reels. So the Orga and a few other ones have a little extra piece with them, which people tend to like. There are light-up features mm-hmm. in the rig exclusives, too. Um, mm-hmm. Some people are... Um, I've collected light-ups for a long time, so having something extra or, like, a different paint scheme. In the case of Orga, it's, like, a completely different sculpt for the rig. So people have really been enjoying that aspect yeah, of it. Yeah, it's very cool. So mm. it's a little more than just a, a light-up or not. And if you think about it from a marketing standpoint, people will tend to buy two of them if there's two different versions, so... There's that aspect. There you go. It's it's good marketing, isn't it? And it's different ways of pulling people in and capturing their interest. I know that for a lot of people, when the 30 centimeter King Caesar was first released, there was just as much excitement over the Shisa statue as there was over King Caesar himself. Right. And you now get people going, oh, look, I've got, I've got the figure, but actually I could redo the little statue, Rick Extra, and people will pay substantial amounts of money just to have that to kind of complete the set. Yeah. Because they are highly collectible. Yes, and I'm one of those people that bought both, so I don't know if you can see it back there, but I have the I can the light up mm. and the original, <laughs> which the original came with the statue and the interchangeable ears. So for me, I'm going to display mm. one <laughs> with the ears going up and the other light up with the ears down. Oh, okay. So it just makes sense to me to display. Yes, yeah, 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 I can see that. So, I, I am I am waiting for a reissue of King Caesar. Um, did yeah. You, did you guys see the defo reels that were released for Wonder Festival? I did. I did see that. Yeah, and and the statue is also quote unquote chibi with a large head as well. I thought yeah. that was a yes. rather nice oh, touch. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's chibi. It's chibified. It's lovely. I absolutely. Oh, that's cool. Love King Caesar, so it is very exciting. Like I think that mm. defo reel was probably one of the most exciting things to me, which probably wasn't for everyone else, but that's what I like about. Having so many lines. You're talking. Like, you're talking to two Titanosaurus fans here. I mean, like, we're not going to hate on you for King Caesar. Okay, <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> um, next scale up um, on the line. Yeah, I was going to say one last thing though. But going back to that point mm. about excitement, um, that's the great great thing about having so many of these lines is that different types of collectors can collect different things. So the next scale up is the 25 centimeter scale, the Daikaiju. Uh, large monster series and um, within that realm there's favorite sculptors line which some of them are 25 centimeter technically um, and then there's some Yuji Sakai figures that 
are that fit within that scale also. So it kind of gets into a weird subcategory, so to speak, if you think about it in that sense. But uh, those figures typically, um, to me, are the best size. Um, and they usually have an extra with them. So like the King Caesar that you mentioned earlier is a 25-centimeter scale. And For those of us yeah. who cannot see Jeremy right now, he is going back to his cave of wonders yes. to fetch. Yeah. A to, <laughs> he's got a whole mess of wonderful right behind him, that X-plus uh, collection that he has. But um, – Actually, that's a question to ask you. How many have you gotten yourselves behind there, if you'd hazard a guess? Over 100. I know that... Um, wow. I know that i got to start keeping track of them, but I've also given away um, probably close to 50 of them to people. So, hmm. um, and did you nice. say you started collecting in 2015? Uh, that's correct, yeah. That's quite a collection to amass in five years. That is very impressive. You've caught the bug. Yes, and uh, I have a very patient wife too, which I appreciate that. So, uh, <laughs> good shout out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, for me. Yeah, I think yeah. a, a patient spouse is important in any um, extreme hobby. Yeah, and talking about that too, and I just want to make this point to people um, the more you have doesn't make it more fun or less fun if you don't have more. Um, collect what you want and what makes you happy and what you can afford because the last thing that I ever want to encourage people to do is um, start buying things and not taking care of responsibilities in their life. So do not get into that realm. It is easy to want all of them, but self-control is important and doing the responsible thing is important. So please, anyone getting into this, take care of your responsibilities first before you buy these. Thank you. Yeah. It, it is one of those things. They are beautifully detailed figures, and they have a variety of wonderful poses. And as we've mentioned before, they're very collectible. I, don't, I think X-Plus makes a limited number of these, right? That's when they first so, issue them? Yeah, so typically the pre-orders are how many you're created. There's a little bit extra, but um, it, the pre-orders kind of help determine that. I know we have distribution with our standard figures and luckily some of the Rick exclusives have been starting to appear on the Godzilla store in Japan so if you have a forwarding service like Tenso you can order these figures um, after the pre-order is done and uh, get your hands on some Rick that way without paying super expensive aftermarket pricing. Yeah it's one of those things so if you get these figures during the initial pre-order stage or from a retailer, you know, fairly soon after the release, you aren't looking at an exorbitant amount of money. However, if you months later decide that you want that figure and you look on eBay or you ask around, depending upon the popularity of that character, you can be out potentially hundreds of extra whatever your currency is to – in the case of a gigantic, maybe even a thousand yes, I've seen. That, so, Which, thankfully, you know, some of these figures have become a little more available. But, yeah, you don't want to miss the pre-order if it's something that you want. But, like I said, the Godzilla store opening that up kind of helps people out. Um, there is Japan, which is linked to um, Yahoo Japan, which is a great way to sometimes buy some of these 
figures after the after the um, release that if they're not uh, scraping you over the head for cash, sometimes you can get a really good deal on them. And similarly, there are many distributors now that are increasingly offering payment plans across uh, three months to even five months, if you know the distributor personally, which can make it slightly more affordable. So I think where possible, if you can pre-order, you do reduce the risk of things being inflated over time, which, well, it inevitably happens, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, that's true. I think that's, you know that comes with the territory of collecting, right? Like people love these things. And like we talked about Absolutely. With, with the comic books, um, they become so sought after. Like I remember um, hearing that the original Batman comic book sold for a million dollars at an auction, which is like insane to me that a piece of paper mm. would be worth that much mm. money. But um, yeah, I think that's with anything. It's an intrinsic value that happens over time. And mm. Look at what happened with Bullmark. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the company isn't around anymore, but um, there was a live auction not too long ago where a two or three centimeter figure sold for something like $6,000. So it's insane to me. Like how... Yeah. When my... Wow. When my dad and his brothers were having a bit of an argument in the... Um, the early 60s, my dad's younger brother out of spite ripped up his daredevil number one. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, because, you know, I mean, that, that, that's what siblings do. You know, I mean, we, we, as children, we play with toys and we don't always have an understanding of what their long-term value is. And as you say, you know, it was just a piece of paper and my uncle was in a bad mood and they had a fight and that, that was what got ripped, you know, and it, it was just, it was just a comic. But of course, you know, down the line, that would have been a very, very valuable comic, which is why people who've been able to preserve these things are laughing all the way to the bank now. Yeah, and I think uh, it goes to show, too, like uh, how collecting these not only is fun, but it's actually an investment later on, too. Absolutely. So definitely. we've gone up to 25 centimeters. Walk us through what's next. So we have the 30 centimeter line, which typically, um, if people that here in America, don't use centimeters typically. That's about a foot. Those figures typically will have the light-up features. They take up a lot more room. Um, I originally mm. liked collecting them a lot better, or I preferred them over the 25, but um, I say they're probably the most standard size to be released. Um, off the top of my head, if I'm thinking about how many figures have been released... Um, yeah, it's, it's my favorite line. And I think I've got a lot out of them because the size is imposing. Sure, not imposing in the same way as, say, a gigantic, but they've got that, you know, imposing size to them whilst not kind of pricing me out of the game. So I, I really enjoy the 30 centimeter line. That, that That's kind of my, my bread and butter for X+. Plus. For me, there's yeah. a nostalgia aspect attached to it because... When you when you go back to my first Godzilla figure, which was the Imperial Godzilla, which Me I have too. sitting, oh, ah, oh, good man. I mean, but that's about thirty centimeters high, isn't it? So yes. for me, it's just there's I guess there's something in the back of my head that just likes having a Godzilla at that size. But as an adult, I really, I mean, that's not going to you know put it through the wars, so to speak. I really appreciate the detail and the paint job and the posing and all the lovely things that X plus brings to those. But, you know, just having 
you know, like that bit of nostalgia kick, you know, where I hold it in my hand, it's about that same weight, similar, you know, heft and size. It's like, nice. Hey, I have it. Well, my first 30 centimeter figure was Titanosaurus. Nice. And yeah, it, it was a lovely first figure to get. It kind of, it slightly spoiled me because it, it's such a striking color as well. And it is near enough my favorite kaiju. And then I, I decided, you know, I can't afford to get every single X plus that I like the look of because that would be all of them. But I decided my plan would be to go for the 70s era of Showa films, Showa, Showa, however you want to pronounce it. And that's the Godzilla versus Hedera 1971 versus the Smog Monster up to Terror of Mechagodzilla. So I decided, right, I've got, I've got Titanosaurus. I'm working backwards and bit by bit, I've been picking them off. So when the 30 centimeter, um, Megalon was announced. I thought, yeah, it's, it's happening. I'm, I'm getting closer to completing my set. Um, I, oh, it's, that Megalon's, I'm it, excited. Heck yeah, that Megalon is exciting and well overdue. I feel like people have been wanting that thing yeah. for so long. And for such a goofy film. Yeah, I think like people have a, a lot of love for it. I mean, they, <laughs> they do. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I always give Alex a little bit of grief for his love of Godzilla vs. Megalod. Oh, man. <laughs> it, it, is, it is my favorite film. Oh, oh. Always, I was always so confused no, by the I'm... people on the ground, though. Like, what is going on with these people on the ground? <laughs> are you talking about the Easter Island people or the people that are actually under the ground? <laughs> uh, Easter Island, yeah. Or the statues? <laughs> I was always baffled by the the two chaps in their house because I just thought, what a peculiar house! <laughs> and there's like there's like, there's a there's a, a hanging cuboid box type thing, it just it's a, like a display art piece. It was a different time. Alex. It was a different in, time. It most definitely was, yeah. But anyway, I can't sorry, even remember right. this film. I'm gonna have to watch My it. My favorite part is like the Cetopian like chieftain has like this really yes. bad tiger tattoo on his arm. And no attempt was made to cover that up. It was great. <laughs> I guess I never noticed that portion of it, but I was I was always kind of weirded out with the kid getting almost sucked into the lake. At, like I saw yeah, it. right. Why is this? It's, it's freaky. <laughs> it's freaky because there is a there is a while where you're thinking, is he going to be pulled in? I don't know because that that toy does not look safe that he's on I'm, I'm not convinced it was a different time and then you know um, his dad or uncle or whoever says quick get the rocket and you think what what oh yes of course in your picnic bag you've got a <laughs> rocket with you you know fantastic film by the sounds of it inventors uh, would yeah of course um, what's your what's your favourite 30, uh, 30 centimetre figure oh man let me look here because yeah it's so hard to pick G- Okay, well, while Jeremy's having a think, go on, uh, Joe, Paul, your favorite 30 centimeter X plus figure. Me first. So without a doubt, I'm going to echo you, Alex. It is my Titanosaurus. My my favorite two films growing up were Return of Godzilla or Godzilla 1984 slash 85, whatever you want to call it, and Terror of Mechagodzilla. And Titanosaurus stuff is just so hard to find in general. But it really is. Yeah. But I remember as a child, there was just nothing Titanosaurus. And then there was a Bandai that came out and I got the Mm. Bandai immediately, but it's just not the same. And then when I I remember even before I actually learned what X plus was, I remember just going on Amazon, just typing in 
Titanosaurus, just seeing what would pop up. And I mm. saw the Rick exclusive Titanosaurus on Amazon. Someone had it posted, but it was for yeah. $500. And I was thinking, I love Titanosaurus, but that's a bit much. But when uh, it finally got redistributed in the United States, I bought that just in a heartbeat. I just didn't even think about it because that was a childhood dream come true. Hmm. But yes. Paul? Go on, Paul. Wow. Okay. Um, I suppose I didn't really know what X Plus was until what, a few years ago, probably, when I, I joined the group and you guys introduced me to this expensive hobby. Uh, <laughs> We've corrupted uh, poor Paul. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guilty as charged. Yeah. Prior to that, I mean, as you know, in the UK there isn't there is no X Plus um, distributor, is there in the in the UK? So, <laughs> um, so I when you introduced me, I was I was looking on the internet, looking through Google Images, seeing what I liked, um, and the one that stood out to mm -hmm. me was the 1992 uh, 30 centimeter Godzilla. Uh, it was the um, Yuji Sakai. Uh, one and I was looking at it and I think it was about 150 200 dollars and then I thought oh but then I've got to pay shipping on top of that which is about 70 dollars and then you're going to get hit by taxes in the UK and I was thinking this is just going to cost me so much I, I just can't I can't justify the cost and then at the UK Kaiju Con in 2008 uh awesome collector kindly donated Not 2008 2018 mate <laughs> sorry 2018 yeah <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I know, I know we go back, Paul, but no, we don't go that far. You know? <laughs> we, we go back, don't we? Yeah. And well, that that was one of the models there, that Godzilla, and I was like, I have to have this. Mm. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna win this auction no matter what. And I proudly walked home <laughs> with that Godzilla, and also with a, a Ghidorah somehow. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, I, I know how it happened. <laughs> you, you got to do a bidding war with me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jeremy, well, our dear guest, what is your favorite 30 centimeter? Like thinking back to it, and this is where I feel kind of crazy because I'm looking at this, I'm like, am I missing some of these? Because I feel like there's so many of them. Um, the, mm. the, the 1962 Godzilla that I originally got, because one, I love Godzilla 1962. And I think just for the nostalgia factor, that was the first one, and I still like the skull. Um, it's still fun to look at. So I'd have to say that's my favorite. Is sixty-two King Kong? Yes. Godzilla's King Kong. Uh, yeah, yes, sir. He he's, he's he's a beefy lad in that, isn't he? He's, he's like got quite a distinctive look to him. He's done he his squats, uh, yeah. Very, yeah, very unique in his own sense. But, <laughs> but yeah, he, he's done the squats, but he's also been having quite a few Twinkies. You know, he's he's a uh, um, he's he's a uh, ready for hibernation. We'll just say that. Yes, absolutely. He has very. And, characteristic dorsal plates in that film too i think yes. because they, they've stopped they've stopped being jagged but the, the central line was just so exaggerated that it was I, I feel that's a really fantastic design for a number of reasons but it really accentuated those back plates and the color and to round off before our second break uh jeremy what's the what's the next lineup from 30 centimeters so there is a um I guess you'd call it a uh, our, our real a real monster collector, which is RMC. They typically tend to be um, resin. So, like going back to what we were talking about earlier, the resin kits—they're already painted, but they are actually made out of the the harder material that has more detail. Which I have a Mechagodzilla in that, and I've had a glue on the fingers 
because of my hand scraping across and just busting off the fingers to that figure, which I thankfully mm. was able to find. Um, but there's a Yuji Sakai one that is coming out that we uh, showed at New York Comic Con, which I'm very excited about. It's the poster version mm-hmm. for um, nice. Godzilla Final Wars, which I actually wish he looked like that way in the film, but he does not. Um, <laughs> yeah, agreed. It's my favorite film, by the way. Ask Alex. Yeah, it's a film it, that I enjoyed. It, uh, I mean, well, what can we say about Final Wars? It's a film. It, it's a film. Yeah, to each their own. That's the way I see it. Absolutely. I mean, th- there are so many kaiju movies, but specifically there are so many Godzilla movies. There is something for everyone. You know, and yeah, it, it's not a satirical masterpiece in the way that Shin Godzilla spoke to me. But at the end of the day, it's enormous fun. Oh, yeah. It's enormous fun. And you got to see from a generational perspective, too. Some kids, that's what they were introduced to, so they're going to have a nostalgia yeah. for that. Exactly. Absolutely. And then we've got the big lads, haven't we? We've got the, the really, really big lads. Yeah, so the gigantic series. So um, with that comes Ultraman figures. Uh, we have the gigantic Godzillas, which we have the 89, the Burning, the Shin, the 2019, the 62, the 64. The, um, I guess you called it. This is where the Godzilla 2000 was stylized. It was called a gigantic, but mm. really it's the smaller of the gigantics. Um, mm. I'm trying to think of am I missing. Oh, there's the GMKs. The and there's also the recently announced um, gigantic Mechagodzilla. Mechagodzilla, yes, and the burning version. Which is a big deal for people. Oh, dude, it's a Massive big deal for big me. Deal. I yeah. love Mechagodzilla so much. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, there's the 54 uh, gigantic, too, that um, I don't really see too much of, actually. It was it was really, really uh, popular when it first came out, but I don't see too many people hmm. talk about it, actually, anymore. Hmm. Um, but I don't know if you guys saw, there's a burning version of the 2019 coming out, which I personally like the uh, pose a little better than the previous one with the mouth uh, a little more closed and looking down. I'm curious to know, I mean, and you don't have to say this, is just kind of like a question to the crowd sort of thing. But I'm curious to know if they'll do like a clear vinyl of that and then, the, you know, it's kind of translucent to give like that feel. And then they might have like a light up on the inside versus like a painted version, you know, as like a standard. But I, I, I really like the 2019 gigantics that they've done in general because I, I because my background a bit, I, I've studied paleontology and I've I've done you know like my my dues with uh, the skeletal and the anatomical structures. I really love how he has the osteoderms going down like beside his plates and along his thighs, and it's just really neat to see that. And I feel that they captured that very well in the gigantic version and also the gills. So Godzilla in uh, the legendary films, he has gills. They finally have answered why he stays underwater for so long. And you can see that so well in the gigantic. Whereas, I mean, bless it, the 30 centimeter, it definitely has that detail there, but they aren't just as accentuated quite as much. And I feel that it was really done in a lovely way, that figure, especially the Rick um, version with the blue fins as well, or the dorsal plates, however you want to convey it. But that's really great because when you see the picture, you you know, like online, you almost think like, wow, is that a light up effect? No, it isn't. It's a paint job. It was just that well done. 
I think it's fantastic for that. Yeah, you're talking about the Rick 2019, correct? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, so the blue actually looks really, really good outside, too. I know most people don't go hiking with their toys like I do, um, but when you take <laughs> it outside, the blue really comes to life. And uh, that was one that caught a lot of people's attention. Uh, typically, when I go outside hiking, getting my kaiju and nature photos, um, people are always taken back by those gigantics. Like, they have to ask me, what are you doing? What is the story behind this? Because, I mean, if you see it from their perspective, a random person walking around with a giant Godzilla, you're going to ask, you know? So, it's we, fun to meet people I had that too. I had that fun experience when we were doing our first convention. So I brought my gigantic Rick Shin Godzilla into a uh, hotel lobby and I set it down on the counter while I was checking in and whatnot. And people were like, what's that? Oh my gosh. And, 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 <laughs> it's a statement. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. But it was really funny because they were like, that kind of looks like Godzilla. And I go, it is Godzilla. <laughs> it's, it's just, I, I really liked how it was so alien, but it was so large. Never, and like I've had um, people come over and my office is just like a little sci-fi and nostalgia nerd zone. And um, whenever like people come in, like that's one of the first things that they comment on. Like that is a work of art. That is fantastic. I'm like, oh yeah. And it comes with a spare head and blah, 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 blah. And they go, Wow, how much is it? How much does it cost to get one of those? I'm like, well, you know, they don't they don't really make that one anymore. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just if I was curious, I'm like, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll show you the site, and you can go you can go shopping if you want. But it's really fun. But I got to ask this. So this is a bit tongue in cheek. This question, but when you're hiking in Colorado, how are you transporting these valuable figures? Oh, I suppose it's not in a little red wagon. Okay, there we go. Just, awesome. Just carry them. Yeah, oh, so I carry them. Uh, after a while, you, you get used to um, having the extra weight because I do uh, exercise, so that helps me out. Um, there have mm. been times where I've got up so high up into the atmosphere. Um, for example, the Godzilla 1962 that the vinyl started getting soft. So, like, being out in the sun and being up at that high altitude, it started actually mm. starting to bend. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> good, um, good grief. Yeah, I've, I've gotten uh, altitude sickness with some of them. Like, the GMK <laughs> was pretty heavy for an hour and a half hike up 8,000 mm, foot. Yeah. Sun, so, that <laughs> I started feeling pretty dizzy upon that. So. You, are, you are a committed man. I'll give you that. To be fair, your Im your images and those pictures that you get are striking. Like I've I've followed you for a long time, and if you get the chance, folks, listeners, um, follow Jeremy's stuff on Summit Kaiju because it is beautiful. And um, I didn't know that they were that you ha you put Easter eggs into the pictures. I'm going to start looking harder now. But oh, you know, I was just admiring them for you know like the simple beauty that they have. But yeah, I mean, like the commitment that you're showing to getting these images, I mean, like it's worth it. it. They are, they are fantastic. And that is at Summit Kaiju. So that's um, S-U-M-M-I-T Kaiju spelled the usual way, K-A-I-J-U. It is now time for our second break, gentlemen, and we will return. And I want to hear more of your Summit Kaiju stories, please, Jeremy, because you've really piqued our interest with the altitude sickness. And maybe we can round off a little bit talking about the convention that we can expect in August. Sure. That sounds great. Thanks, guys. 
Here's three great reasons to get the new Samsung Galaxy S21 5G at T-Mobile. One, it's free for both current and new customers when you trade in an eligible device. Two, T-Mobile's the leader in 5G coverage. So, three, you can unleash 5G speeds in more places with your new phone. Get the new Galaxy S21 free at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G coverage. Phone via 24-monthly bill credits plus tax. If you cancel credit, stop and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us. Qualifying credit and consumer plan required. See details at T-Mobile.com. Wendy's new classic chicken sandwich is now in the two for five. And that's reason to celebrate. Try the new classic and then take your mouth on a victory lap with the iconic Dave's single. The delicious spicy chicken sandwich, spicy or crispy 10-piece nuggets, or just get another classic chicken sandwich. Taste greatness today with Wendy's two for five. We got you. For a limited time, a la carte only. Price and participation may vary. U.S. Wendy's. Welcome back to this final part of Kaiju Curry House. We are your regular hosts, myself, Alex, joined by Joe and Paul, and our very special guest, Mr. Jeremy. Jeremy, please, we have been talking about Summit Kaiju International, and the logo on your t-shirt, which our listeners won't be able to see, what's the significance of that? Yeah, so the logo itself, actually, uh, one is sacred geometry. So there's some hidden meaning within the stars, the geometry itself, the logo, and the monster mm-hmm. that I have. Uh, Batholith, which is the Summit Kaiju. Um, that was a monster that I introduced at G-Fest in 2017. And as I was, we were talking about earlier, going and um, hiking with these monsters, um, a lot of times at the sunset, I'd be thinking about well, what if there was a monster in these mountains? So part of it, I drew my inspiration for creating the logo and creating my own monster was hiking in Colorado and just thinking about like how amazing would it would be to have this gigantic thing be coming out of the ground that I'm actually on top of. So that's where the actual uh, Summit Kaiju comes from. Um, so if you look at the logo carefully, it is my monster, Batholith. Mm-hmm. which I have one prototype toy created and it was painted at X plus, which was really pretty fun surprise when they brought that back to me last year at G fest, uh, to have them paint and, uh, one of my toys, of my monster. So it was pretty exciting. That's wonderful. Do you think that X plus collectors can expect uh, baffle lift to be released to the, to the mainstream? You know, that, that has been my plan for a while. There's some things I've got to sort mm-hmm. out, but, uh, it is definitely in the um, agenda of things that I'm going to get done and want to get done, yes. Well, it, it's personal to you because it, he's your kaiju. Correct. In a and, way, you could say it's a Colorado kaiju. That's kind of fun for the folks that are in your area, isn't it? Yeah. It actually, has that nice. connection nice. to the local community. <laughs> That's true. And, uh, yeah, it's fun because, you know, I've had a lot of people ask me about it and um, I've had friends that are in the toy industry now so like over time um getting to know people and networking with people um i've learned a lot about toy creation what it takes how to get the molds this sort of thing uh, copyright and licensing that was a huge thing that i just kind of got thrown into drinking out of the fire hose and trying to learn uh thankfully for me i have a friend mm. that's an attorney and a freemason so he's been able to teach me oh, a lot exciting stuff so Splendid. 
Yeah, so and what other time, directions are you guys going to be going? Oh, sorry. I've hijacked that again. Um, as far as uh, some kaiju? Yeah, some kaiju, X+. Plus, like you, you mentioned before that there were new and interesting directions that uh, you were pursuing mm-hmm. things, so can you elaborate? Yeah, so you know, in the past I've created a few monsters. At one point, um, my idea was to create an animated series with the, with these monsters. Part of my drawback on that was hardware. So over time, being able to save up for a better computer and these things is going to be able to help me. But it's funny because like over time, you start going down different paths. Um, my monster was originally created um, to help raise money for Children's Hospital uh, for the Shrine, which I'm a part of, which is a Masonic organization. So when I first made these posters and toys and things, um, Samakaiju to me is more than just monsters and these types of things. I want to affect people's life in a positive way with it, and that's gaining money for charitable things. Um, Giving back to people, I think, is extremely important, and that's just part of who I am. That's awesome. The things that I want to achieve. So, well, I'm I'm very glad that we're united on that um, ethos because this August, um, very much thanks to Joe on his leadership, we will be donating a lot of our charity funds to Naomi House and Jack's Place, which is a children's hospice based in the Southwest, which um, Joe sought out, and we're hoping to get quite. A hefty amount of cool kaiju gear for our charity auction and at the convention which will be on the 8th of august in birmingham at the penta hotel we will be joined by comic book artist matt frank who has very kindly drawn a lot of attention to the uk kaiju community which is excellent but at the core of it whilst you know our numbers are going to be significantly higher than previous gatherings the ethics are still the same. It's the fact that we are driven by charity. We're driven by getting the community together and having a good time. And, you know, people benefiting from the hobby, not just selfishly hoarding. Right. And I think that's where anything that you do in life is important. And I really am uh, very proud to know you guys and to uh, um, be associated with you in that sort of way that you guys are thinking. Aww. Because well, thank, thank you for that. It's kind of, it, it is important. And, uh, the thing I try to portray to people is like the things that we say and we do matter. And the things that we love, we can turn it into something greater than ourselves and in a way to help other people and to have fun doing that. So I think that uh, the universe rewards that type of behavior. So, yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, going back to your hashtag, uh, was it hashtag Kaiju Nature, did you say? Yes, sir. And and the fact that, like, that's had a rippled effect, you know, um, on the surface, you're just one bloke carrying his toys up a mountain. But then the deeper element of that is that you've got people getting outside, you know, through the hobby. And and let's face it, you know, the world needs to exercise more. That 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 is... Very much, uh, you know, an agenda, but not just exercise. We need to kind of get back in touch with nature more. We need to get away from our computers, away from our homes, get the fresh air in our lungs and doing that through the medium of, you know, through vinyl toys. If that's what captures people's imagination, then that, that's fantastic. Yeah. Whatever works. And I think like in 
to elaborate on your point, uh, technology is good. Nature's good. It's a balance of both. But we live in a time where um, bringing awareness to preservation of our planet, I think, is important also. And I think that it builds community and that we, as people, can connect across the entire planet through a photography style. And the fact mm-hmm. that uh, it's fun doing that. So I think you hit it right on the head with all your points perfectly. We try, yeah. <laughs> we do our bit. <laughs> That's the whole Most point. definitely. Just do your bit. Just do your bit, mm. you know? So There we go. So, yeah. You've, t- you've talked a lot about what I want to do. I want to hear hear what your guys' plans are and the things that you feel like uh, are important to you for um, UK kaiju fans and what mm-hmm. you guys believe that you can achieve that you want to speak about um, in your guys' community. Okay. Um. Okay, uh, Paul, would you like to start or are you happy for... Myself or Joe, what would you prefer? No, no, I can start. Um, so obviously, I think something that all stands out to us is we're all parents. You know, we, we're all trying yeah. to raise children in, in the best possible way we can. And I think when we have mm-hmm. a passion, uh, for kaiju or any sort of monster movie and, you know, and we can enjoy that with our children and, you know, we can, we can sit there, I can sit there with my son and he can watch, you know, Harry Housen film and be mesmerized by this, ancient stop-motion film as opposed to, you know, the big CGI films of today. Or I don't I can... know if John Walsh might take an offense to what you just said. So <laughs> <laughs> the classic way of filmmaking of stop-motion yeah. as opposed to the modern day, I should say. Let's go classic. My son would not see it as classic, but um, regardless, it's it's a wonder to behold. Um, and, you know, and I have toys. I know they're models and they're very expensive toys, but, you know... Him and his friend, like his friends, would come over and go, "Oh wow, that's so cool!" And mm. it, it's just great. And and then you know, so I can sh- I'm sharing my fandom, you know, with my son. You know, his, his friends come over and see, you know, my X plus, and they think that's really cool. And then we're going on to do this convention, and we're r- raising money for a children's charity. And it's just, I mean, it's just great what we're doing with our fandom, isn't it? Just fantastic. Yeah, it's it's positive and wholesome, which is what it should be. Yeah, and I think it's important. Yeah, on top can take something that we love and turn it into something good for other people most definitely um for myself it was the summer of 2017 when i had a incredibly small facebook group um called uk kaiju fans i think it might have even been just kind of named it as it was and I was very preoccupied with my then three-year-old daughter who was full of beans and keeping on my toes. I just started my um, career into teaching, so I didn't really have the energy to kind of push it forward how I wanted. And a new member joined, who was our good friend Joe here. And I thought, ah, typical the first person who joins my group who seems really amped is an American. Well, that wasn't really the point that I had in mind, but okay, <laughs> of course, there you go. And Joe was really excited, which which was great. And Joe had the energy and, as I could tell, the time at that point in time. And Joe said to me, look, I'm enthusiastic. I want to drive this forward. Are you okay with that? Am I stepping on your toes? And I said, no, 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 great. Please, please do this. And 
then, you know, hilariously, we both got blocked and booted out of the group by one of a member because there's only two members in the group. And Joe and I turned and said, okay, well, that was a bit peculiar. I have no idea where that person is now. But we said, let's, let's make another group. And then we made a second UK Kaiju fans group and we're like, right, okay, let's go for it. And then it, it jumped very, very quickly, which was great. And then we had that conversation over the phone where my, my daughter was listening and she said, you know, that, that man has a funny voice. And I remember Joe saying, yes, I sound like Applejack, the pony. And that, 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 that stuck in my mind as the first time <laughs> conversation. That's my daughter's way of describing me. So I, I don't think that anybody can be more accurate than this. But my daughter said to a couple of people, it's like, my daddy sounds like Applejack and he really likes Godzilla. <laughs> so for those of us who do not know the My Little Pony character, Applejack. I was not aware she's, of that. She's she's yeah. the cowgirl. She's like the cowgirl pony. Yeah, and being from and, Kansas, you know, and everyone adores her. So we are from the wild west. Joe jo basically, yeah. Joe jo said to me, "Right, okay. Well, why don't we have like a get together in a screening?" And I thought, "Okay, that, that that's brilliant. Will it happen?" And I and I stopped and thought. You know what? Actually, yes, it could happen if we decide it will. And it's having that willpower because it, it didn't just happen overnight. We had to kind of get everyone together. And it was a small gathering in 2018, Stratford upon Avon. There was what? About eight to 12 of us. Is that about right, Paul? Yeah, I think it was about, yeah, 12 of us. But there was eight to 12 of absolutely thrilled people who've all become <laughs> friends that have kept in touch since. And I remember the, the sinking feeling as the end of the day arrived when, you know, we got a photograph with that, uh, that charity money that we raised, which was lovely, but the sinking feeling of, ah, you know, it's over. And then we had the idea through, um, Heroes podcast to start our own podcast. And I thought, yeah, it's about keeping the dialogue going. So you were asking Jer Jeremy, what's important to me? For me, it's about keeping the dialogue going about the hobby because getting together through conventions is great, but it happens, you know, yearly at most. It's harder to do. So having that kind of that, that, that drip, drip feed to the masses and having the conversation about what's going on because there's never been a better time to be into kaiju because the, you know, the, there's the, what Joe described as the renaissance of Godzilla movies, mm, the Monsterverse. Yes. Yeah. Um, before I'd heard the term Monsterverse, you know, Joe referred to the renaissance with Shin Godzilla onwards. And it's been a total revitalization. There are people that aren't necessarily monster movie fans, but will say, you know what, Kong Skull Island, that was an amazing film. It's like, great. Check out Rampage. And they go, oh, what's Rampage? It's got the rock in. Oh, it's got the rock. I'll watch that. And you've got our fandom being accessible far more yes. than ever, which is great. Yeah, I would agree with that too. And uh, Jordan, which is the Kong Skull Island director, I know that he's coming out with a monster film. I know he planned on creating Ooh, one. Cool. Uh, you know, it's funny that you talked about like common fans or whatever. Hmm. Um, out hiking with the Godzilla, uh, it was during an eclipse here. Um, the kid had to have been like 11, but he knew so much about Godzilla. It threw me back mm. that just this random little kid knew so much about Odaka, which was even the octopus on the Godzilla versus King Kong. Like, I couldn't believe this kid that I just randomly met and knew all this stuff. Mm. So you talking about the dialogue going, that is important yeah. because we're kind of setting up 
um, the fun and the magic for the next generation of people that are going to come and be fans of this stuff. So, absolutely, it, it is absolutely important. Joe, what's important to you of all of this? So, for me, um, I think isolation is kind of how I've described what my fandom has been in the past. Mm. So, Jeremy, you know what Kansas is like. Um, <laughs> you could say that it's spaced out. Um, I lived in a small town in Illinois as well. And then when I moved across to the United Kingdom, um, you know, you ju- I just kind of started from scratch again, you know, finding friends and all of that. So one of the things for me is, you know, like for me, like there are a few comfort films that I grew up with like Creature from the Black Lagoon, Terror of Mechagodzilla, Seventh yes. Voyage of Sinbad, you know, like these things. And it's just joy, isn't it? And you don't need to be on a computer or anything. And you can just, and like these characters, you can just as easily like take like a Trendmaster's Godzilla, like when I was like nine and, you know, just play with that in your backyard, you know, an Imperial Godzilla, you know, like these things that you just have so much joy and nostalgia associated with them. And then yes. the films themselves, like even as we continue to love them, Paul mentioned ancient where, you know, he corrected himself <laughs> to classic. So if you enjoy these films, like you are enjoying them on just such a, a simple, happy level most of the time but then there's also like a deeper meaning if you look for it Hmm. and then for me i appreciate the real textural artwork of it so for me like when i watch the classic shower films like the sky is not real that's a painting and it's just these little things that you can appreciate like the giant wave pool that toho had that you find out about like in in terror mechagodzilla they just keep zooming out and that water just keeps on growing. Mm. It's a massive pool. But, you know, like, and then, like, the weight of the Godzilla costumes and all the fun stories and textural stories that come with this. But it's just that appreciation and that joy that I've never encountered, like, a sci-fi or a Godzilla fan that wasn't fun to talk to regarding mm. those things. Because these films are so accessible to such a wide audience. We brought it up earlier. There's a Godzilla movie for everybody. I, I can't necessarily say the same about Gamera, but, you know, like across the kaiju genre, um, there's just there's so much fun to be had. Like Harryhausen films, they are magic, but you can do, you can meet people like really wholesome, fun people in the fandom. And when I met Alex through Facebook, um, it was one of those things where I moved across in 2014 and because the nature of my um, job, like I'm remote or traveling all over and, you know, it's kind of hard to just set roots and make friends. But one of the things that I really wanted was like, look, this is the thing that's always been near and dear to my heart. I've always had fun with it. So let's just see if there's something to it. It's like, Oh, there isn't a con here. Huh? Oh, um, there really isn't a place like these films. There isn't really like, much knowledge of Mm. or if the knowledge is there if the people are there it's finding them so when shin godzilla came out um in theaters here through manga uk um we basically like paul will tell you i hunted him down you know like i looked through all the comments through what yeah like (laughs) it's like people were saying oh it was a great movie like head of the group 
and the group, and <laughs> yeah. the group. But um, it was just like you want to find these folks. And the thing is, is Shin Godzilla did so well. I think it was supposed to be like a one or a two night event, and they actually had to extend it. So, yeah, yeah, and they had to extend it. Like, what was it? A week or two? Yeah, it was a week or two. And I, I remember like distinctly as one of our first triumphs, UK Kaiju fans were leading on the dialogue with Ma- with Manga Entertainment UK on the Blu-ray release in the UK of the film. Yeah. Because it wasn't necessarily a big deal over here. I mean, you know, a niche following, sure. But, you know, UK Kaiju fans were like, hey, we want this on Blu-ray and Manga Entertainment were like, okay, yeah, you can have it. And it was, oh, yeah, our voice is working, you know, it, and it, right. it's great. The, the, the power of reaching out and like we've had a, a number of lovely people now who've kind of come on the show, like yourself, who, you know, you message and you think, ah, oh, it, 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 you know, they, they won't reply. And I, I remember um, John Walsh from the Ray and Diana Harryhausen Foundation said that he literally became friends with Ray Harryhausen by just looking up his number in the uh, effectively what's called the Yellow Pages, which is a phone directory, and he rang him up and he was like, "Oh yeah, come over, sure, have a cup of tea, have a slice of cake," because most people in our fandom are good, friendly folk. Yep, that's true. And I yeah, would say it, this uh, to your point, and I didn't mean to cut you off. Just real quick here. No, it's okay. Uh, don't under don't underestimate your ability to change culture at all, because the things that you do, and like you said, reaching out can have an effect and can help people. And mm-hmm. it sounds to me like uh, Kaiju isn't as huge there, but it doesn't mean you guys can't change that. Mm. And it sounds oh, no. to me like you're already on the path of doing so. So please keep it up. No, it's just, it's a fun fan of it. Then the thing is too, like I'm one of these strange people where I, uh, I dress up as a ghostbuster and I've just started another costume, but like I go and like meet with kids and stuff. Mm. Like I'll go out to like, you know, like the different venues and everything and just be there for like kids. And now I'm a house in Jack space. Like what I, what I always wanted to do, I wanted to make sure from the start that we were partnered with a charity because at the end of the day, these have kind of become kids films or they've, they're centered around a younger audience. A lot of them, especially the shallow ones that I'm going to say we grew up with, but um, like it's just there. Like I go back to it. There's a simple joy that these films can bring But at the same time, there's something for everybody. And like when you have the ability to do some good, like I was looking for friends and I was looking for something like just feel good memories. And what we're doing here, yeah, we're having fun. We're talking about figures, we're talking about collecting, we're meeting people and everything. But there is a real tangible good that we're also doing in the world as well. And like what you mentioned as well, you know, like you're helping Jeremy with, you know, your cause. Like Mm. at the end of the day, you you like there's just no way like you can't you can't not express and have the joy in what you're doing because you know you're helping people with it and we are introducing people you know to something um we have addicted paul to x plus which <laughs> i mean like hopefully we've done more good than harm there <laughs> but you know it's just like these fun these fun things that you know like these movies like my little girl um i've recently like shown her the seventh voyage of sinbad just like in the last year and a half and i remember when i first watched that and now when you know like we're talking about like a movie like you know the movie that we watched before to before going to bed on a saturday night or whatever like the genie movie as she calls Mm. it like that's what she'll pick out 
and it's just fun. So we were watching like Godzilla versus or King Kong versus Godzilla um, yesterday, and um, you know the octopus that you just mentioned. Like I I did not know that it had a name. I apologize. I'm not that deep level fan, but um, you know it was really Odaka funny to. Is his name. Odaka. Yeah, I believe it's Odaka, which the director hmm. ate after they formed. I knew that they ate him. I knew that they ate him. I felt a bit sorry for that octopus. It was a bit abused. But, you know, it was re- – but it's really funny because <clears throat> Charlotte was watching that and she's just like, Daddy, that's a really big octopus. And it's just, it's just like – you can't enjoy – I mean you can't not enjoy like watching kids' reactions to some of these things and then just like looking at it from adult perspective. Like you can tell that it's being projected and like when they're throwing like the torches and everything, you can see the shadow on the wall that it's hitting. You know, it's, um, it's just – it's so much fun and it's, it's like it's the fun. It's the good-natured fun and it's the helping people that I'm really enjoying with it. Yeah, and it is and now – And I think after, about one last thing. The original film in itself had such a serious message to it that I think we can't forget either. And I think, Mm. um, ironically, you think about, like, every person on this planet just about knows what Godzilla is. Whether it's culturally or just the idea of knowing what it is, it exists in the minds of almost everybody. And I think that in itself is pretty powerful as an archetype and uh, a way of uh, turning that into something bigger. It is now time for our public service announcement. We are going to close this episode, friends, with our recommendations. So, Jeremy, if nothing else, we will go around the table and we will offer little personal recommendation to our listeners, what they should seek out. Starting with myself, and I'm having a total mind blank now, which is not very good. Um, No, I was going to say... If nothing else, I remember now, I would like to recommend the Gamera box set has come up for pre-order. I've gotten there first before you guys. The Gamera box set has come up for pre-order <laughs> through Arrow Video. And our very dear friend, Matt Frank, did all of the artwork. Matt Frank will be attending our KaijuCon this August. So check out the Gamera box set. If it's a win- If that's within your price range, get a pre-order in. There are many different platforms you can do that through. Amazon, HMV, Zavi, the whole lot. Check it out. Joe, if nothing else. I'm sorry, you mentioned Gamera, and now I'm thinking about brain-eating space babes. Um, <laughs> what can I recommend? Um, actually, I'm going to say uh, give Summit Kaiju a whirl. Um, I'm going to plug you there, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. But your it's- photography skills are really, really great. And it's been more than once that I've used them like on the background of my computer. You know, like I've just had fun with that. And it's just, it's really interesting all the different uh, landscapes, moods and figures that you've captured. So, you know, give, give Jeremy's photography a whirl. Um, Mm. You're on Instagram, you're on Twitter. There's a Facebook group. Um, I think you even started a social media site, if I'm correct. Uh, At one point. Yes. Mm. And uh, And you're on TikTok as well. On TikTok, yes, which I have a lot of fun with. Um, yeah. Pinterest, um, quite a few. Uh, the social media platform was fun, but uh, what ruined that for me at that time was uh, the laws that had come into play for Europe after Facebook had sold everyone's information. Mm-hmm. So that oh. was for me a, um, 
a pivotal point of not wanting to get lawsuits from other countries. So yeah, most definitely. Yeah, you, you want to avoid that. Yeah, let's avoid <laughs> I that. Shut, I shut down that project, but um, I still have some plans for mobile applications and things that I've um, unfortunately had to put off for a long time. But um, once I get some free time, I'm going to try to get some more of those uh, little side projects up and going. Um, well, that's splendid. Yeah. Um, Paul, if nothing else. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm going to pretty much echo uh, what Joe said, as that's what I've been been thinking along. Um, but I'm going to recommend uh, specifically that people go out, maybe not try and climb a mountain, but... <laughs> If you go, if you're taking your dog for a walk down the river, or you're out of a family for a picnic, take um take one of your X Plus or you know whatever model you've got, and try and get a, a nice picture. Remember to post it on is it Twitter or Instagram with the hashtag Kaiju in Nature. It's something I'll um because I, actually I have to say when I first saw your pictures, I didn't realise they were X Plus models. I thought it was taken from the film, and you were just jazzed up with um you know some like Photoshop effects. So. I was just really amazed when I thought, oh, wow, that's actually a model. I've, I've got a model at home. Mm. I could go take it out and see if I can do something. You know, I've only got, you mm. know, I use my camera phone, but who knows what I can do. So I'm going to give it a go and I encourage our listeners to do the same. Thank you. And uh, I use my iPhone for all my photos as well. So all my stuff oh, really? is wow. done on my iPhone. Yep. Um. And as a closing note, Jeremy, if nothing else, what can you recommend? Little, little okay, so I- nugget of wisdom. Yeah, I've got a little bit of plug here. Um, X Plus is expanding, so we're getting into video games. Um, there's an X Plus uh, games Ooh. on Facebook. I don't know if you guys have seen the page, but uh, some of our team members have been working really no. hard to develop games on platforms that are, I believe, are coming to Steam and Nintendo and some other things. So um, they're kind of they have a vintage uh, style of platform for this game mm-hmm. i'm not a, a gamer myself so i'm probably really badly explaining how gaming is going here but uh, <laughs> yes it's it's fun and exciting so uh our company is expanding so um, is this like a super nintendo like super godzilla game or is this like a playstation 4 godzilla game i like we're looking at here like the simulator one yeah, um, yeah. it's a little more old school um it is a sweet first game Mm-hmm. Um, it is something like you would expect um, from more of a classic game, um, but it, it's it's very well okay. done. It's fun to see the progress that they've made on this game. So um, I'm really excited for them. They were uh, interviewed at a couple of game uh, conventions in Japan for this thing for this. So it was fun to hear them talk about it. Um, go ahead and check them out. You can see it on the R um, X Plus the actual web. X Plus website page, um, I believe has some links to this, and they're on um, Twitch and some other places. Oh, brilliant! And um, be be sure to send that our way okay. on Twitter when that when that lands, because we'll be interested to uh, hear more about that, Jeremy. Yes, and yeah, absolutely. I'm a, I'm a massive gamer, so I'm all in. Heck yeah! And we're talking about Mechagodzilla. I am so 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 excited about the gigantic, oh, very excited. Godzilla. <laughs> uh, the pre-orders are open, so. Uh, there's a couple versions of the website, Japanese, mm-hmm. English, Taiwan, China. Um, if you cannot, like for you guys, you might need a forwarding service like Tenso or somebody like um, that you know that can um, get that mm-hmm. for you. But uh, it is definitely a um, 
pretty um, pretty amazing release for me in my mind. So mm-hmm. don't miss out on that. Um, oh, and wow, bits that's... of wisdom. Um, no. Have fun with what you guys are doing. Uh, I appreciate that you guys are going like the extra mile there in the UK to you know make it fun for kaiju fans. And uh, like I was saying earlier, don't ever underestimate your ability to change culture and to uh, do good things for people around you. Um, every one of us has that ability to do that. And uh, a lot of it is just believing in yourself. And you'll find that um, the more that you do things, there, and I said this last time, but there's going to be good comments and there's going to be bad comments that come your way. Mm. Um, don't pay too much attention to either one. Uh, listen to your own internal dialogue and uh, continue to do what you believe is right and what you want to achieve. So there's that. Brilliant. Jeremy, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for joining us on Kaiju Curry House. Um, anyone listening, please do follow us on Twitter. We are at Curry Kaiju, and also our main hold is at UK Kaiju. If you ever want to find us on Facebook request a uh, a join you know our friendly admin team will most definitely check you out and make sure that you're attending the con first but you know we're a nice bunch we look forward to you joining the fold thank you very much everyone i'm signing off thanks for having me guys thank you so much it was a pleasure sir keep it kaiju folks yeah thanks for coming jeremy see you all later bye thank you thanks for joining us at the curry house today we hope you enjoyed it if you did, consider subscribing or giving us a like. And if you want to get in touch, you can do so at UK Kaiju on both Twitter and Facebook. Thanks very much and keep it Kaiju. We already we already okay. We're going three, two, one. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of Kaiju Curry House. I'm your host, Paul Williams, joined today by Joe. <laughs> Paul, we can't hear you. Did you say anything, Joe? I didn't now hear anything. Now we can. I can hear you. Yeah. It's just when you actually have to do something in a professional capacity, the audio decides to misbehave. Oh. I think it's recording via Skype. Let's just turn off the Skype recording. We... We all have audacity going. Let's not mess up the feed. Right. Uh, there we go. I think that the Skype uh, recording was using up too much bandwidth or whatever you want to say. So, Paul, take two. Right. Okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to 20. 20- oh, God. Right. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is the one. Third time's the charm. We've got our, out- we've got our outtake now. Yeah. <laughs> At Discount Tire, you can shop online and get the same trusted advice you get from the stores. Then just book a time that's convenient for you. When you get to the store, you can stay safe with a new touchless experience. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Introducing Peacock, the new free streaming service from NBC Universal. It's hit movies, current shows, live sports, trending bits, and timeless hits. And that's why you can't not watch. Peacock, watch for free, upgrade for more. Stream now at PeacockTV.com. Law and Order SVU streaming now.